Good day and welcome to Partakers and to our series Aha! Heroes and Heretics Abound. Together we are looking at the story of the Church, from its very origins through to the Age of Reasoning in the 18th century. Last time we continued our look at the Middle Ages with the Scholastics, Anselm and Thomas Beckett. Today we continue looking there by looking at the man Thomas Aquinas before going on to see the Eastern and Western churches fall apart spectacularly. Let's go! First of all today, let's look at Thomas Aquinas, born in the year 1225 and died in the year 1274. He was born in Italy. He started his church career with the Dominicans, and he quickly established himself as a theologian and philosopher of note. Indeed, he is perhaps the greatest theologian of this period. Aquinas was well noted for being an orator and debater, and renowned for having a keen and quick intellect. With his intellect, he continued to attempt to reconcile faith with reason and the scriptures. He also sought to prove the very existence of God and developed the five ways, which is a system of natural theology. Here I give you a very crude summary of the five ways, taken from his work freely available online, called the Summa Theologica, Aquinas's Five Ways. The first way is an argument from motion. It is certain, and in accordance with sense experience, that some things in this world are moved. He concludes this section with, We are therefore bound to arrive at a first mover which is not moved by anything, and all men understand that this is God. The second way is from the nature of an efficient cause. We find that there is a sequence of efficient causes in sensible things. Aquinas concludes this section with, we are therefore bound to suppose that there is a first efficient cause, and all men call this God. The third way is from the nature of possibility and necessity. There are some things which may either exist or not exist, since some things come to be and pass away, and may therefore be or not be. Aquinas concludes this section with, We are therefore bound to suppose something necessary in itself, which does not owe its necessity to anything else, but which is the cause of the necessity of other things. And all men call this God. The fourth way is from the degrees that occur in things, which are found to be more and less good, true, noble, and so on. Aquinas concludes this section with, There is therefore something which is the cause of the being of all things that are, as well as of their goodness and their every perfection. This we call God. The fifth way is from the governance of things. We see how some things, like natural bodies, work for an end even though they have no knowledge. Aquinas concludes this section with, There is therefore an intelligent being by whom all natural things are directed to their end. This we call God. Such was his renown that Aquinas's theology, called Thomism, was declared eternally valid by the Pope in the year 1879. Here is one of his prayers. In this prayer you will see the richness of both his theology and his faith, much of which helps form our theology today. Perhaps you can pray it, even now. 
O almighty and all-knowing God, who is without beginning or end, who is the giver, preserver, and rewarder of all virtue, grant me to stand firm on the solid foundation of faith, be protected by the invincible shield of hope, and be adorned by the nuptial garment of charity. Grant me by justice to obey you, by prudence to resist the crafts of the devil, by temperance to hold to moderation, by fortitude to bear adversity with patience. Grant that the goods I have I may share liberally with those who have not, and the goods which I do not have I may seek with humility from those who have. Grant that I may truly recognize the guilt of the evil I have done, and bear with equanimity the punishments I have deserved, that I may never lust after the goods of my neighbor, but always give thanks to you for all thy good gifts. Plant in me, O Lord, all thy virtues, that in divine matters I might be devout, in human affairs wise, and in the proper needs of the flesh, onerous to no one. And grant that I may never rush to do things hastily, nor balk to do things demanding, so that I neither yearn for things too soon, nor desert things before they are finished. Amen. So that's Thomas Aquinas. Now let's come to a more cataclysmic time. During the Middle Ages, there was also upheaval coming in the Eastern Church. The Slavic nations of Eastern Europe were Christianized during the 10th and 12th centuries. Christianity had spread to Russia in the 10th century, and according to legend, their crown prince Vladimir had sent envoys to investigate Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Vladimir was so impressed with Christianity in Constantinople that Prince Vladimir ordered a mass baptism of Russians. We saw earlier in this series how the Eastern and Western churches were slowly drifting apart. Now we approach the official parting of ways. In the year 1054, papal representatives of Pope Leo XV entered the Church of Holy Wisdom in Constantinople. Cardinal Humbert was sent initially to work out a conciliatory agreement with the Eastern Orthodox leadership. However, while the Russian Emperor was willing, the Eastern Orthodox Patriarch Michael Selarusis was intractable. With similar personalities and intolerance, Selarusis and Humbert clashed. The clash provoked Humbert to issue an official document which excommunicated the Eastern Church from the Roman Catholic Church. Humber and his colleagues marched one day into Constantinople's Church of Holy Wisdom and issued a papal document excommunicating the Eastern Church. The impact of this is still felt even today. But a great, if not greater, chasm was to come again to the Roman Catholic Church, and we will see that later in our series. That's it for this time. Next time in our series, Aha, we will start to look at the rising opposition to the Roman Catholic Church. Thanks for listening. Come back to Partakers, www.partakers.co.uk, where every day there is something new to encourage your walk as a Christian in the 21st century. See you later.